Hi, I'm Jill, and you've landed on the Grow Like a Mother podcast. This is a place where we lean into all things motherhood and personal growth. We talk about the good, bad, and ugly in a way that's real and relatable. Whether I'm interviewing guests or sharing my own wisdom and learnings, this is half an hour for you. Put this on in your car or on a walk, while you're doing chores, wherever it fits into your life and give yourself the gift of prioritizing yourself. You'll hear tips and tricks and tactics to help you get aligned with the version of you that doesn't just go by the name mom. You'll hear my methods of time ownership and goal achievement and learn how to master your mindset and tune into your intuition. These are the things that can create true transformation in how you navigate life and take you from feeling overwhelmed to in control. This is Motherhood Mixed with Woo. Thanks so much for joining me. Let's dive in. Hey, welcome to the Grow Like a Mother podcast. I'm excited that you're here today because I have an amazing guest and her name is Hope. She's a nutritionist, but she is an expert also in human design, which is what we're talking mostly about in today's episode. I have used human design for about a year now to help me understand my energy and how to best utilize it, making sense of everything from when I should um eat to when I should make decisions to why I have these bursts of energy and I need so much time alone and all of the different things that really help me understand what my energy type is. And so we dive into human design. It's a really great introduction if you haven't yet um, been introduced to human design. And a reminder, if you have, Hope is such a fun guest to have on the show. I'm really excited for you guys to listen in. And before we dive in, I just wanted to invite you over to my Patreon page. I am having so much fun on Patreon. Uh, Patreon's a platform and uh, it's like not really a social media platform, but go and check it out. You get to follow and have more in-depth uh, experiences with the creators that you love. So I follow and um, am a patron of many of my favorite creators, including uh, Christine Rog. Rodriguez, who does Astrology Now podcast, and Jamie Glowacki, who does Oh Crop Parenting. And uh, anyways, it's just a really fun way. I do daily downloads there, um, and I do a uh, customized workshop. I'm only doing workshops on this platform now, so no more Mom Circle, no more workshops. They're all being hosted on Patreon, so it's my favorite place to be. This podcast, of course, I will keep going, but uh, head on over to Patreon and check it out. It's patreon.com slash mother And Stay tuned and check out this amazing interview with Hope. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Thanks so much. Yeah, I would love for you to um, give us sort of a brief um, background or or intro in terms of who you are, what you do, and how you got to this sort of place with um, the business and the work that you're doing now. Yeah, thanks. So I am a certified holistic nutritionist. In a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, which is a mouthful, but basically that just means that I use functional labs to help people get to the root cause of chronic issues. So my, the work that I do, it's, it's holistic, you know, it's, it's body, it's mind, it's spirit, and then it's functional. It's really getting to the root cause. And in addition to that, so I have like my online business and kind of in the online space. And then I also have a brick and mortar business. So I have a brick and mortar Pilates and fitness studio. And so Right now, I'm kind of working to integrate those two a little bit more. I, I kind of been operating them as separate entities, but 
you know, there's so much crossover and really with my brick and mortar business, I had initially started it because I wanted to create this one-stop shop, right? This one place where people get everything they wanted. And so initially it was just like the physical piece, right? It's like, you know, we have Pilates and yoga and bar and dance and hit and all these, you know, modalities. Then I wanted to bring a nutrition, like, okay, well, you know, let me offer some nutrition pieces and let people kind of, you know, put that part of the wellness equation together. And it was when I started doing that, and I just got like a basic nutrition coaching certification. When it was when I started doing that, that I realized, like I was working with these women, and it's mostly women that come into my studio. We have men too, but it's mostly women. And, you know, they were coming to me because they wanted to, I'm using air quotes here, they wanted to lose weight, right? Or they wanted to drop five pounds, or they wanted to tone up or whatever, you know, it was, it was all the aesthetic thing us, we as women are, you know, motivated by. And I was realizing when I was working with these women, like there's, there's a deeper conversation here. Like the conversation of what's going on in your body is so much deeper than talking about calories and macros and your carb intake, right? There's, you know, really there's deep hormonal issues that are going on. Like there's thyroid issues, there's gut issues going on. Like there's emotional trauma that you haven't dealt with. That's called like, right. There's all these deep things going on. And so that's really what led me to the functional world and, and to get my, to go through the FDN training I did. Cause I, I, I realized that, you know, not just in my situation in my studio, but just in general, like the wellness conversation or like the health conversation is just, it's so much more complex. And I don't want to like overcomplicate it, but I just think it's much more complex than we make it out to be. Um, it's, it's just a deeper conversation than most of us are having. And I think we just, we don't have a lot of times, some, some people do, but we don't, a lot of times we don't have the resources to get to that, that deep layer, right? Because I'm kind of all over the place with this answer to your question, but because I, I do incorporate like energetics and, you know, I, I do Reiki and I do energetics and I do like energy balancing and chakra, but, you know, so I do all these other pieces, but I just think that when we're talking about like holistic wellness, it's just more complex than we make it out to be. And I just wanted to be able to reach people on all levels with that. I love that answer because you really give us, you paint the picture of like where you come at your work from. Like it's a place of wanting to really heal the whole person, right? And um, I'm really into that holistic approach as well. Like I'll go to my naturopath before I'll go to my doctor because I want that, um, I want to know the cause and I want a solution. I don't want a Band-Aid. And I find yeah, when yeah. I go to, you know, my GP, I often just get, oh, well, we'll never know what caused your rash. Here are some steroids. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> that'll work. But like, can we, can we dig deeper? And so I really appreciate that yeah. kind of work. Um, yeah. I also went through um, a really bad adrenal burnout um, about probably two years ago now. And I had no idea until I was like, well past the point of burnout, what what it was, what it meant, how I got there, that it was even a thing. The conversation had never been brought up. And so I love bringing these things to light and having these conversations so that, you know, listeners to this show and, and all the other places that you reach an audience can hear like, these are real things that women go through. Right, right. Yeah, for sure. I, I have my own journey with adrenal burnout as well. I, it was honestly, it was when I was going through my FDN training and you have to like do all the labs on yourself and stuff. And, you know, you probably, I'm, I'm sure your situation was similar. It was like, okay, I, you know, I consider myself a healthy person. I work out all the time and eat. And little did I know that my like over-exercise and like working myself to the bone had totally destroyed my adrenals. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a real thing. And I actually, I was just this past weekend, I was at a, at a local uh, conference here in town that's for female entrepreneurs. And, and I was talking about that because, and that was kind of the point too, where it's like, we, it is a real thing. And the, the term like adrenal fatigue is kind of like a controversial term. Like doctors don't think it's like a real thing. And so they don't really like that terminology. Well, you can call it whatever you want. Either way, like your adrenals are burning out, like your adrenals get tired and your adrenals stop working optimally when they're, when they're, you know, so it, you know, we can call it whatever you want, but the fact is that it is a real thing. And, and I think the other issue with that is so, so many of the symptoms, this is what I was talking with the ladies this weekend. So many of the symptoms of like, quote unquote, like adrenal fatigue or adrenal burnout mimic other things. And so it's not like a clear cut, like, oh, you, you know, and that's what doctors like. They like to be able to put you in a box because that's what they can write the right prescription or give you the right diagnosis, right? If you don't fit inside the box, it's like, oh, we don't know. Like there's no like deeper dive into it. And so it's kind of what it is if, with kind of the adrenal fatigue, adrenal burnout. It's like, there's so many broad symptoms that could also be symptoms of other things, but either way, your adrenals just aren't working great. And it's just going to cause your body to wear down. <laughs> yeah. What are some of the other imbalances or like, um, problems that you find hormonally or just in general, um, that moms specifically experience when they're just like in the postpartum years and all of their energy is going into raising the kids. They maybe neglect their health a little bit. And like, what are some of the common things that someone who's listening might be able to be like, oh, that's me. Maybe I need to like dive in a little bit and take myself seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the adrenal thing for sure, right? The adrenal burnout, the adrenal fatigue for sure. Um, I think a lot of times, you know, after we have kids, our hormones are kind of all over the place. And I think a lot of times it it takes a while for the hormones to get back in place. And, you know, I have women who come to me and they're like, you know, my kids aren't babies anymore and I still don't feel like I'm back to normal. Right. And I think that it's, it's a, like, you know, let's be real, like pregnancy is a trauma to the body. Like it's a, it's a, it is a physical trauma to the body. So a lot goes on when we're making a baby and carrying the baby and all that. And so I think a lot of times we just really don't know how to restore balance in the body after we have kids. And sometimes it's not until years later until we're finally like, oh wait, crap, my kids aren't babies anymore. And I still feel like, you know, I still don't feel normal. So I think the adrenal thing for sure, um, you know, cortisol levels, insulin levels, like all of those things are going to affect how your body, how you feel in your body. And then a big thing too, and this is a big piece of the work I do with my clients, is mineral balancing and, and just overall mineral balance in the body. And I find this, like, you don't even have, like, doesn't even have to involve like having a baby. This piece is such a, and especially for women, um, I work with a lot of women who have been on birth control or they're getting off birth control. And that's a huge piece of it too. If you've ever been on any sort of birth control, whether it's hormonal, it's IUD, people think they're doing themselves a favor by getting like a copper IUD. And it's just, it's just not the case. Um, but it causes mineral imbalances in the body. And it's kind of the same thing where the effects of pregnancy may not show up till years later. It's the same thing with birth control. I have women who are like, oh my God, I'll ask them like, oh, have you ever been on birth control? Well, yeah, but it was years ago. I haven't been on birth control in, you know, seven years or whatever, but they haven't replenished those minerals that were depleted for so long when they were on the birth control. I mean, and you can look at studies like scientific studies tell us like all this list of minerals that are depleted, zinc being a big one and a zinc deficiency causes all these other minerals to go get out of balance. So mineral balancing is a huge, a huge one that I see. It's just, it's just, and it's, it's not something like you're talking about kind of your, you know, your general practitioner, it's not something most general practitioners are going to address. Right. 
and they might not even look for it because yeah, exactly. it's not, you know, it's not yeah. an easy fix, you know, yeah. they've got the five minutes and then they need to see the next person. And totally. that's reality. Like yep. I'm in Canada. Are you in the States? Or are you? I'm in the States. Yeah. And, and it's, I was about to say what you're saying is like, that's how it is here. And, and it's just the way our system is set up. Like it's, you know, it's even the ones who would want to spend more time with you, they just don't have the luxury because they you got to get, get them out, get them in, get them out. And for us, it's like, they got to get the insurance money, got to get the copay, like, you know? Totally. So, um, I want to dive a little bit into, um, imbalances in our chakras too, because it's something that like, if you're in this sort of world, like I am, it's a term that you've heard, but if it's not a term that you're familiar with, or you maybe think it's like, um, just, uh, to woo or to Mm -hmm. do like, it's just Eastern medicine or whatever. Like, can you explain how the imbalances in the chakras can show up in our body in a way that we might be able to relate to with like our Western mind? Yeah, totally. So if you don't know what chakras are, they're essentially these little energy wheels. Chakra is Sanskrit for wheel. So they're just little energy wheels throughout the body. And there's, we have a ton of chakras in the body, but we have seven main ones that we really talk about. Like if you see the pictures of kind of the rainbow colors moving up the body, right? It's the, the seven main chakras. The way, and this is why I love combining the work that I do because I, I do, you know, the physical pieces and I do the functional medicine piece. I do all of that. But then I put the energetics with it because there's such a fascinating overlap. Like I'm just fascinated by the whole thing because when you really dive into the chakras and kind of what it is, all these different energy systems in the body, energy centers in the body, they're all responsible for certain, you know, feelings and emotions in the body, but they're also correlated to specific glands in the body. So if you look at like traditional Chinese medicine, it talks about how the endocrine system is like the, the, it's really the key to balance of yin and yang in the body. And the endocrine system, it's all the glands that's attached to all of our energy centers. So you can go up through the, you know, the seven main chakras. And, and I, I do, I have done a few master classes about this. They all tie into specific glands, which tie into specific parts, you know, functions in the body, right? So if we're looking at like, for example, our sacral chakra, like that's the one that's associated with our sexual glands. And so when there's imbalances that are happening and imbalances or blockages happening in the sacral chakra, a lot of times it shows up as things happening with our reproductive organs and our sexual organs, right? It's our center for sexuality and creativity and like life force. And so um, the, the physical and the inner, the physical body and the energetic body, like they really go together. And I find with my clients, there's all, it always matches up. It always matches up. And there's, the correlation is not by accident. Like it's by design. Yeah. It's so cool. Um, the more I learn about it, the more I see all of the connections and even with things like human design, where Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily a medical, um, tool, right? It's not a modality that is there to help with the physical, um, physical symptoms or anything like that. It's more of like, I mean, I would describe it more like a, a self-discovery kind of tool that's mm-hmm. available to mm-hmm. us. However, it's also based with with like chakras and energy centers. Yep. And so yep. how can we like how can we dive deeper and use human design to um understand more about just like ourselves, what's going on with us in general? Yeah. I love human design. Like I'm obsessed with human design and it's something I use with all my clients and more and more, um, you know, I have women who are, you know, they're not only moms, but they're entrepreneurs and they're business owners. And we've been able to like tie so much into, you know, how they're running their business or how they're showing up in their career. Like there's all these overlaps, but 
human design is it gets, and I love being able, like you were saying, kind of that connection with the chakra system and human design, because that's essentially what human design is. So if, if you're listening, you don't know what human design is. It's this um, modality that combines these kind of some of these ancient teachings, right? Like the chakra system, the Chinese I Ching, which is um, kind of about like the, uh, like the genetic coding in our body, right? And then it combines it with things like um, quantum physics and quantum mechanics and neuroscience, and it puts it together in this chart. And it's all about where the energy was in the universe when you came on planet earth and it is it is your soul's energetic blueprint so we can look at there's so many layers to human design and you, i mean you can get into the, the weeds real fast but it is a really good way to dive deeper into the chakra system because it is such a big piece of it um to really look at you know, how you're showing up in this life how how you best make decisions and I, I like to tie in kind of the wellness pieces for my clients too, as they're kind of on their wellness journey, right? Because we can look at their preferred environment for eating, how and when they best eat, how they, when and how they best move their bodies and process emotions and relate to each other. And it's, it's such a great tool because like you said, I agree, it is such a great self-discovery tool. And, and I think that self-discovery piece is such a big piece of the healing journey, whether you're doing physical healing or mental healing or whatever part of the body you're healing, it is, it's still a self-discovery journey. And so it's just such another great tool to be able to use to propel you on that path. Yeah. It's amazing. Like even discovering I'm a manifester and that eating during the time when it's light outside is best for my body. Like I kind of knew that and I figured that, and I just intuitively like, yeah. that was something I knew about myself, but to hear that as like an actual part of my design was like, oh, okay, that that makes sense. Yes. This is why I do it this way, right? And, totally. and all these different pieces, I lined up, and it was like just uh, like someone was shining a light on my soul. But yes. I, I got yes. this right. I'm like, oh my, I, yes, that is such a good way to say it. Totally is. Mm -hmm. Um, I also want to talk about um burnout in in general for for women, but moms specifically. Most of the audience that I've got is moms. And we all talk about this idea of burnout, um, but I don't know that it's ever really been described collectively in a way that we can all agree on like, yes, this is it. It's just kind of like used as a catch-all phrase for feeling yucky and tired and overwhelmed. So do you have um, any kind of definition that you use of like burnout and then what that all entails? And maybe then we can get into like, what do we do about it? Like what, what steps can we take? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when I, the word, the term burnout for me is, is really just in the same category as we were, that we were talking about before as adrenal fatigue and adrenal burnout. And because whether it's burnout, like you feel like you're mentally burnout or physically burnout, your adrenals are also burned out. Like your adrenals are such a crucial part of the stress response. And so when we're talking about burnout for me, it's, it's adrenal burnout, right? We've burned out our adrenals. And so you want to get a little sciencey for a second. Your adrenals are these little glands that sit on top of your kidneys, right? And they're responsible for your stress response. They're also responsible for um, your your immune system, right? They have some of your immune function and how your your blood pressure and heart rate and all these other. They're also responsible for making some hormones. There's a very specific part of the adrenals that's responsible for making progesterone. So when our adrenals are burned out, it's going to affect our progesterone levels, right, and estrogen levels. And so your body, when your body is constantly pumping out cortisol, cortisol is in response to stress, right? That's the hormone that's emitted when you're stressed, when you're in response to stress. 
it, it causes this kind of chain reaction of events, right? It's going to affect your blood sugar level. It's going to affect how your brain's breaking because it's affecting what neurotransmitters are getting up to your brain and affecting how you're thinking and reacting. And the burnout piece happens when we're constantly in this stressed out state. Your body's constantly pushing out this cortisol. And then they start again with the tired piece where people are like, oh, adrenal fatigue is not a thing, but it is. They get tired of pumping out cortisol. So then they start pumping out less and less cortisol. So now you've kind of gotten this, you're able, you're less able to deal and manage with stress. So we start to feel tired and kind of apathetic. And maybe depression is something that shows up, anxiety, just lack of motivation, getting sick all the time. And then it starts to show up like now your thyroid's out of whack because our adrenals and our thyroid talk to each other. And then, you know, our estrogen progesterone. So it's kind of this chain reaction of events. So to your point of, you know, what can we do about it? And I know this is such a fluffy answer. This is what I, I was talking to the ladies about this weekend. But first of all, it's managing stress. Like, and I know that's like not a sexy thing we want, we like to talk about because it's like, okay, well, duh. But, but really and truly, I mean, that's, that's the biggest piece. I mean, you can take your ashwagandha all day long, but it's not going to do a dang thing if you're not managing your stress. You're just taking ashwagandha and it's not able to do anything. So it's managing stress. And, and it's, it's, you know, first of all, recognizing and becoming aware of your triggers. Like what are the triggers that are, are causing you to react or that are bringing on the stress, whether it's a person, it's a situation, it's a work environment, relationship, you know, whatever it is, being aware of the triggers. And then it's being able to manage it. And so it, it's implementing whatever practices work for you. Um, you know, we talk about mindfulness a lot. And again, people think it's like, oh, it's fluffy. It's whatever. I don't have time for that. And I know as moms and as busy moms and as working moms, it's like, in our heads, it's like, well, that's not the thing that's bringing me results in my business or in my, but, but it really is. It really is because if you're not able to incorporate, you know, mindfulness practices and stress management techniques and nervous system regulation techniques, then your performance in your job at home and your relationships with your kids, like all of that's going to suffer. And so, you know, whether that's journaling or meditation or yoga or nature walks, or for one of my clients, it's gardening, that's her meditative space, right? Like whatever is that mindfulness space for you where it's turning off the mind chatter and it's allowing you to really tune into your body. That's the goal. And, and with, with that, it's, it's not, you know, it's not a matter of, I'm never going to be stressed again. Like, Oh, because I, you know, meditate every day. I'm not like, it's not about that. We're, we're living a human experience here. We're going to get stressed, but it's, it's being able to build that resiliency in your nervous system to be able to come out of that. Like how quickly can we come out of that stress state? Cause it, the problem is not that we're getting stressed. The problem is that we're staying stressed, right? We're staying in that stressed out state. So it's being able to incorporate these practices, breath work, you know, all those things to help build resilience in the body so that we can come out of that state quicker. Yeah. Oh my God. You're talking my language, everything in my head. I'm like, I'm going to ask her about this. And then you go into <laughs> this and then you're into it. It's like, we are in this constant state of fight and fight or flight. Right. And yep. we're not built to be like that. So no yep. wonder things are getting burned out. Like we need to figure out a way to get back into our parasympathetic nervous system so that we can rest, right. Rest oh, and digest, God. rest and relax. And so, um, can you give us a, like Cole's notes version of like the two different parts of the nervous system in case people yeah. aren't aware yeah. Yeah. Good question. So with in our nervous system, we have the fight or flight, fight, flight, or freeze response. And then we have the rest and digest system, right? So it's the parasympathetic that kind of calms us down and the sympathetic is the stress response. And, and, and I think sometimes too, like we talk about like being in fight or flight and being in fight or flight, like that's, it's this, 
innate response in our body. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Like it's what gets us out of trouble. It's what gets us out of a stressful situation. It's that, that spike of cortisol we get. Like, again, we like kind of demonize cortisol, but we actually need cortisol in some situations. It's just don't eat it all the time. And so, so yeah, our fight, flight, freeze response is our response to stress, right? We have, we're in a stressful situation and kind of this primitive part of our brain. It's, you know, when we were in prehistoric times, we're either running away, we were fighting or we were freezing, like kind of, they also call it uh, like the fawn response where you just freeze and you, and you just, you know, collapse, you don't know what to do. So that's, that's kind of our stress response. And then the other side of that is the rest and digest. This is where our body restores and repairs and rejuvenates and replenishes. And so I tell my clients this all the time, like you're the only way your body can ever heal anything, your hormones, your gut, your thyroid, whatever it is, is when you are in that rest and digest state, it is physiologically impossible, physiologically impossible for to repair, restore, heal anything when you're in fight or flight. So my ladies listening that, you know, you're doing all, you're eating clean and you're taking all the supplements, you're doing all the things, but you're, you're still, your body's still out of whack you're still in fight, flight, or freeze, right? We haven't got it into that, that rest and digest state for your body to be able to calm down so that it can do what it, our bodies are meant to heal. Our bodies are made to heal. We've got everything. We're equipped with everything we need to heal. We just have to help it out sometimes. Yeah. And having this information available is life-changing because it's not something that was like talked about when I was growing up oh. in my family or at school or in oh. like doctor's visits. Like it wasn't discussed. Oh. And so I'm, I'm so happy that I get to be able to share some of this information with moms who can then understand, learn, look into it for themselves, and then bring some of that, whatever feels right for them into their parenting lives, mm -hmm. right? And imagine the advantage our kids are going to have yes. growing up with this information and this knowledge. Like my kids already are learning at school how to... Like they're learning about boundaries. They're learning about breathing techniques. They're learning about settling their body, you know? Wow. And it's like, they're, they just turned four and six. Like they're not even in school, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're mm -hmm. kindergarten and daycare and they know these things already. And they're like, mom, I just need to go and be by myself. Or my son will say, I need a quiet day, you know? And I'm like, <laughs> oh my that God. That is awesome. It's wild. Oh my and gosh. you know, it's also, I think, so important for us to be able to embody that so we can model that for the kids, right? For sure. If they see that we react in certain ways, it, it's helpful for them, right? Especially when they're small and they're just learning and being programmed by this world and mm -hmm. all of mm -hmm. that. It's so, so important. It's, and it's, and I actually think, I know this is, it's a little cliche, but I really do think that's one of the biggest gifts that we can give our kids is modeling how to take care of ourselves, how to regulate ourselves, how to take care of ourselves. And it, especially moms. And I know at least like, you know, me growing up, what I witnessed was, you know, the martyr and sacrificing everything for your kids. And like that, to me that, that I don't want to model that for my kids. No. I want them to know how to take care of themselves and to value taking care of themselves and regulating themselves. And I, I love that your kids are learning about boundaries of like, that's, that's like, that's life skills. Like these are life skills that kids need. It's wild. Yeah. Um, speaking of skills, um, as we wrap up the show, what would be your number one sort of tip or a uh, piece of advice that comes top of mind right now when you're talking to the audience who's listening and is interested in like just making, taking a step forward for themselves. I think my biggest piece of advice is always to listen to your body. 
I think we become so out of touch with our bodies and, and, you know, in our Western society, and especially in kind of the allopathic model of care, we, we've completely separated the mind and the body. And that's just, that's not how like thousands of years of wellness care and like Eastern practices was the complete opposite and how we could heal, they could heal with all these, you know, all these other practices because they, they kept that connection. And, and we know that the mind and the body are, con are connected, but we've just become so disconnected from that. And we've been, especially as women, like the medical gaslighting is a real thing. And so as women, we feel things going on in our body and then we present this our, you know, healthcare provider, whatever. And then we're kind of diminished or told like, well, there's nothing wrong. I'm not seeing. So then we question our own intuition. Like, well, I feel like, right. So I just think women, we're just being conditioned to question ourselves and our own intuition and our bodies. And I, I can't give any other more valuable piece of advice than just listening to your body and listening to your intuition, because when, when something is off, when something is out of balance, your body is going to tell you, like your, your body is going to give you the signals. Your body is going to give you the signs. And when you feel that you have to listen to it and, you know, find someone who will listen, whether it's, you know, a therapist or healthcare provider or functional practitioner, whatever it is, like find somebody who will listen because they're, healing is always available to us. Like there are always opportunities for healing. I, I am, I am a firm believer that it's never too late. And that healing is always possible. It's just tuning into that inner voice that's telling you like, hey, let's dive deeper on this. If you need to dig deeper, we need to, you know, go down this path. It's just listening to your body, listening to yourself and, and honoring and respecting that inner voice that's speaking to you. This was such a gift. Thank you for your time today, Hope. I'm so jazzed up just having this conversation and learning from you and hearing your wisdom. Um, can you share with the audience where they can learn more from you, where they can get in touch with you, where you hang out online? Yes, you can find me on Instagram. I'm at the Hope Pedraza. And then my website is hopefulandwholesome.com. And then I have a free Facebook group. That's all things functional nutrition and human design and all the things we've been talking about today. And it's uh, Live Wholesome and Healthy. That's amazing. And you have a podcast too, right? I do. Yes. Hopeful and Wholesome is my podcast. You can check out all these fun topics there too. Amazing. Thank you again so much. Thank you so much for having me, Jill. I want to thank you so much for tuning into the Grow Like a Mother podcast this week. You can find more great tips, motivation, inspiration, and community on Instagram and Facebook at Grow Like a Mother on both platforms. And if you enjoyed today's show and wish that you had found it sooner, I invite you to leave a rating or a review wherever you're listening. Doing so really helps promote the show to other moms just like you who want to grow and level up in their lives. And if you want to stay connected by email, I invite you to sign up for the email list by visiting the website, which is www.livingwithheart.ca, or diving into the free five-part video series that I recorded just for you. You can find all of the links and the details in the show notes. Until next week, keep on growing like a mother.